Coming up today on Lockdown Mavs, I got five burning questions that Isaac has no idea what they are yet. And you know what? I have five burning answers that Nick has no idea what they are either. We will ask those and answer them right now. I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Lockdown Mavericks Podcast. don't believe you shouldn't be here and welcome you are locked on to the dallas mavericks my name is nick angstead media member and coordinator for the lockdown podcast network and joining me as always my co-host contributor at mavs.com the question queen the one more thinking what you got for me isaac harris hey i'm not the question queen today that's you you have oh, the question. Oh, sorry, let me let me do it again. The answer, ally, the one more thinking. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? There you go. Hey. There you go. No, we had uh, a rare two days off uh, between games, which feels like... It's like, I don't know what to do with my hands. I know. <laughs> right? Like, what do you do what? with two days off, no no Mavs basketball? This has been a weird season. This is. I feel like I had to watch a Mavs game tonight and for me to read social media and everyone just be freaking out and pissed <laughs> off about something, but... Uh, a few big games this week. We've been talking about this Lakers series Huge. coming up, or I say series, but it's like baseball now. But, you know, Pistons tonight, Lakers on Thursday night and Saturday night. Hopefully they can take care of business against Detroit. But as you guys know, nothing is given uh, whenever you lose against the Kings and Rockets. So hopefully they can take care of business against the Pistons and then welcome the Lakers to town for what will be two massive games for the seeding in the West. Absolutely. Today's episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra at only 2.6 carbs, 95 calories. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Stay tuned for the Ultra Player of the Week coming up later in the episode. Isaac, you've been saying that phrase like every podcast, and finally today you can say it, and it's it's our sponsor. Do you uh, win because you're happy? Or <laughs> are you heavy because you win? <laughs> All right. Got five burning questions. And as you know, if you've listened to this podcast for any number of time, uh, and by the way, we're getting close to the five-year anniversary or the four-year anniversary of the first Lockdown Mavs with us, yeah. uh, which is wild. We're going into our fifth year of doing this. Uh, you know that anytime we put a number on something, we always just blow it out of the water. <laughs> this could be three questions we get to. This could be I have like seven or eight questions we get to. You never know. So uh, a couple of Mavs questions first, and then we'll get into some general NBA stuff, some interesting stuff across the league that we want to talk about. First one. This is, I guess, a general NBA question, but also Mavs-related. Are you nervous about the Golden State Warriors in the play-in? Because, holy Steph Curry, he is going off right now. Absolutely crazy. Uh, over this last, let's see, 11-game stretch, averaging 40 a game, six boards, just about four and a half assists, shooting 54 from the floor, 50% from three on, like, over 12 attempts per game 90 percent from the free throw line like he's doing 50 50 90 right now absolutely insane uh, are you nervous about the golden state warriors if the Mavs had to play them in the play and let's say they get up they're only a game back from memphis let's say they get to the eighth seed and the Mavs have to play them in that one game are you nervous about that yeah and i think if you're any team in the nba playing the warriors in one in a one game series i don't care what team you are you're nervous going against steph curry I, you know, I think it was Bill and Ryan Rossillo the other day was doing like their list. They put it on social media and stuff too, of like their most, the players they've enjoyed watching the most since Jordan retired. 
And I think I thought it was a cool idea. And it made me just, I thought for like an, a couple hours on like who my people would be on that list outside of Dirk, uh, of course. And Steph has to be there. Like, yeah. I mean, he was number one on both of their lists. Spoiler alert on that. But, you know, Steph oh, is Luka just. Luka Doncic snubbed. Come on. I'm sorry. Luka, I need, <laughs> I need more years to see that. But what Steph you know, does at the highest level is just insane. He, especially now as my TV watching has went down. Now we have two kids in diapers. And if we're not watching Daniel Tiger neighborhood or, you know, Mickey Mouse clubhouse, something like that. Nick, oh, I, knows. Watched, I watched both of those at your house. We, we watched a lot. <laughs> Daniel Tiger neighborhood, a complete ripoff of Mr. Rogers. Yes, it really, no, it really is. It's but supposed it, to be. No, I'm just kidding. if neither of those are, are on my TV, uh, in and the Warriors are playing. I'm like making an effort to set down and turn on the Warriors game because of Steph Curry. So in the run he's on right now, of course I'm 100% worried if we have to play the Warriors in a one game series. Yes, sign me up because you never know what Steph can do. Absolutely, I, I would be worried for sure. But man, dude, like I know. Let's take our Mavs fandom off maybe a little bit. Even with our Mavs fandom, like that's a game that matters. A one game where those two teams play each other. Luca versus Steph Curry. Just the sheer magnitude of that game. It, it it's bringing a little bit of what um, you know the Premier League. You know, hopefully the Premier League is staying intact after mm. the whole Super League debacle. But it's it's some of that Premier League stuff where you have the threat of relegation, the threat of you know getting to the, into the, the top four or whatever. Like this is some real stakes to this with this play in game. And so I'm, I'm excited to watch that game, right? Like that's one of the first, that's probably the f- more so than even playoff games. I think you're on your edge of your seat. You're like your sphincters clinched, clinched like the whole time yeah. during that game. And, and you might look at that game and say, there's no reason for Dallas to lose that game because if you did a fantasy draft, you know, taking yeah. Luca and Steph out, how many Mavericks players are getting drafted ahead of, you know, Warriors players? Like you would take KP over Draymond probably, but after Draymond, how many Mavericks players are you taking over Wiggins? Yeah, probably probably this year. Draymond's really fallen off from all indications. Yeah. So it's like you look at the rest of that roster and who they're starting and who, you know, locks minutes for them. And it's like, all right, we should beat that team. But I don't care. And the fact that Steph and Draymond have won at the highest level. We know they've won championships and everything. They've been there, done that. So I, I don't care what the rest of the roster looks like. If it's one game, I'm scared as crap going against <laughs> Steph Curry and Draymond in a, in a big game. And they beat the mess out of the Mavericks earlier this season. Kelly Oubre. Uh, absolutely incredible, crazy game uh, that they beat them. They had the, the, in that game, so the, the Warriors won 130 to 105. Remember, it wasn't even that close. The Warriors had 146.6 offensive rating in that game. Mm. <laughs> insane. <laughs> Absolutely insane. Uh, okay, so you're worried about that. Rank the potential playoff matchups for the Mavs. Let's say they get past the play-in. Rank these as far as, you know, one being you'd most want to play them to five being, no, stay the heck away from me. Suns, Jazz, Nuggets, Clippers, Lakers. Rank these in terms of which ones the Mavs would most want to play or least want to play. Um, I'll go from most to least. I'll say Denver, Utah, Phoenix, Clippers, Lakers. Denver, you'd most want to play. You think that? Yeah, that just because the, most the Mur- Yeah, just because the Murray stuff, and I, I think I would flip them in Utah uh, if you know Murray was there. But just Dang. the fact, 
Yeah, but that's my that's my only thing. I, I do think I think they're going to stay there in that four or five spot. I mean, Jokic went off again the other night. He's probably going to win MVP, and rightfully so. To, if he to Brian Winhorse chagrin, <laughs> that was all time. <laughs> Uh, and of course game. McMahon was there for it of course yes yes uh, the battle of the Thames with Wendy but <laughs> um, but yeah I, th- I do I do think they're vulnerable in a playoff series there's only so much Jokic can do and that's re- relying a lot on Michael Porter Jr. I would prefer them then Utah Phoenix Utah and Phoenix they're kind of interchangeable you know if I was gonna say Utah and the Suns you'd put you put the, the Utah as a team you'd want to play more than the Suns I think so, yeah. I think so. I think I, I don't. I, yeah, I I think so. Just because I want to see, yeah, it's interchange. I could see both sides. I like some of the matchups with Utah. If you if you just did like, hey, who's guarding who? I like the matchups with Utah before like Phoenix, but I would like. Phoenix's like youthfulness, <laughs> you know, the fact that DeAndre well, yeah, they haven't been there. Utah's yeah. at least been in a playoff series together. Exactly. So I, you know, that could, I could come back. That could come back to bite me once Phoenix. And everything's going to come back to, I mean, everything that <laughs> you're, you're picking between, a, you know, two worse options, right? How many yeah. players on Phoenix's team have actually been in a playoff series? Chris Paul, Jay Crowder, uh, like Booker hasn't, Aiton hasn't, Bridges hasn't, Javon Carter. No, Torrey Craig has, I guess with Denver. Yeah, he plays spot minutes for him. Uh, Langston Galloway with Pistons probably. Cam Johnson no. Kaminsky, I guess maybe somewhere. Uh-huh. Etwan Moore has with the Pelicans. Uh, Campaign our boy has he been in the playoffs? Dario Saric no. Like that's that's a lot of their. There's yeah. there's only a couple guys there that have been in a playoff series, but Chris Paul bringing that you know veteran leadership and all that so. Uh, yeah, Clippers Lakers then is is probably the right order. Uh, let is us it know. bad that I that I fear Chris Paul in a playoff series more than anybody on Utah? I mean, Donovan Mitchell did that fifty point game like yeah. several times last year, but yeah, I was for some reason I was picturing that he wouldn't be fully healthy, but hopefully he will be fully healthy by that time. Right. Coming up, let's get into some more questions. We'll talk about the playoff matchups and then. Let us know in the comments on YouTube, on Twitter, at Nick Van Exit, at Isaac L. Harris, at Lockdown Mavs. Rank the teams. Which one you would most want to play for the Mavs? Which one you'd least want to play? Denver, Utah, the Suns, Clippers, Lakers. Let us know in the comments and on Twitter. So let us know that. But before we get to the next questions, I got to tell you about the Michelob Ultra Player of the Week. Isaac, we got to put up, let's put up some nominations. Let's do it this way this week. Let's do some nominations. So Luca obviously is like a, an always nominated player for, for Ultra Player of the Week. Yeah. Uh, any other nominations? Like last week, I think we no. talked about Melly was a guy, Jalen Brunson. It has to be Luca just because of the Memphis shot, right? Like yeah, that's yeah, that's all the reason I was gonna say. There's no other. There's no other takers for the, the Ultra Player. Of the yeah, Porzingis averaged 17 points this week. The Mavs went one and two. They had the Memphis game. Man, this has been a rough week. <laughs> Memphis game, Knicks, and really? the Kings. How many? I, how many listeners are like, "Yeah, tell us again, Nick. We know." I'm just, I'm just saying it has, it has been, uh, and we're all going through it. So, Luka Doncic, the Miguel Ultra Player of the Week. He was absolutely incredible. Just the Memphis shot alone puts him as the the Player of the Week. Uh, it's only worth it if you enjoy it, like Isaac always likes to say. 2.6 carbs, 95 calories. Joy creates success. And I think Luca's joy. Honestly, this is probably the best version 
of this of this ad this week because it's Luca's joy in the game to throw up those random shots after practices, during practices. Carlisle talked about how they, you know, he's lost so many thousands of dollars. Luca making crazy shots after practice, during practice, shoot arounds, all that. And it's just because Luca loves the game and enjoys it. And enjoyment isn't the end game, but it's the whole game. Luca embodies all of that. And so I think that this is the, the best version of this advertising this week, Isaac, is for uh, for Luca to be the Mickle of Ultra player of the week. Are you successful because you have joy or do you have joy because you are successful? Mucho joy. Mucho, mucho joy. I like to give away joy for free. This year, the Lockdown Podcast Network is partnering with the Draft Network to cover the NFL Draft live. Get insight and analysis from the Lockdown local experts and the Draft Network's national experts. Subscribe to the Lockdown NFL YouTube page to watch live three-day coverage of the NFL Draft April 29th through May 1st. So, the Lockdown NFL YouTube page. Go subscribe to it. Good stuff every single day there. Great stuff. Our, Our NFL channel is awesome. I don't know if it's as good as the NBA channel, but that's because we're on the NBA channel. We're kind of biased. Also, I'm very biased because I run the NBA channel. All right. Bunch of questions for you. Ready. Uh, Do we want to keep talking about the the rankings? Denver, Utah, the Suns, Clippers, Lakers. We feel good about that. My last Mavs question today. So the Mavs practiced on Tuesday, and Carlisle didn't say a lot, but afterwards he said everything's on the table at this point. When he talked about the Mavericks trying to catch the Trailblazers or the Lakers for a sixth seed. And this is from Callie Kaplan, Dallas Morning News. That includes lineup changes, but Carlisle wouldn't divulge his thinking on Tuesday after practice. Quote from Carlisle, as we used to say when I was on TV, stay tuned. All right, Isaac Harris, what's what's the change? We've talked about, and I mentioned this before, J.J. Redick starting for Josh Richardson. I don't know that it's the starting lineup that's the problem. The starting lineup has a good net rating. They had two awful games against the Knicks and against the Kings, and that really took them down over this last week. You're seeing numbers thrown all around on Twitter about how they're an awful defensive group and all that. That's mostly just from these last two games that they were really bad. Should the starting lineup be changed based on those two awful games alone, or has this been coming for a while? Um, no, I, I don't think it's based off two games. I think Rick has shown that he's not, you know, that reactionary, but I think it's something well, that we, we been... know this for sure. He's not <laughs> reactionary in the least. Yeah. I think it's been culminating, uh, for a bit. If there, if fault. there, if there is a, uh, a starting lineup change and I think it's only a couple of options that could be out there. I think, um, you know, the obvious one we've been talking about is JJ Redick and for Josh Richardson, uh, do they want to put Brunson <clears throat> into the starting unit in yeah. place of Josh Richardson? And honestly, he's been having, I mean, he has a ton of energy, but do they want to try to do the KP back at the four and, and Dwight Powell at the five again? So uh, that's one of the. I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with no on that one. Cause Maxi has been the yeah. only defensive saving grace for that front court. I believe this season. I, I agree with I'm just trying to process what, some other options out there, but I, I think those first two would be more obvious ones. So, yeah, the, the obvious changes are, could it be to the starting lineup? I don't think so. I think that group is going to stay the way that it is. Personnel reasons, uh, all that. And it's and it's been a good it's been a good unit overall. The last two games have been really rough, but uh, overall it's been good. They could get and, off to better starts, though. They could. They could get off to better starts, for sure. So so maybe... And and that that unit isn't even closing games either. Exactly. So, like what yeah. you know, it's it's kind of a weird situation there. But is it 
uh, a change where Josh Richardson starts to defend the best perimeter player no matter what, right? We haven't seen that too often. It's been Dorian most of the time or Luca sometimes. Like Luca was guarding Fox more than Richardson guarded Fox. Is that some is that a type of change? Is that the change that works? It's a matchup change instead of necessarily a lineup change. Is it something about who plays the most? If we look up, you know, the Mavericks over the last um let's look up since April 1st. Let's look up who's playing the most. So you have the obvious usual suspects, the top seven, Luca, Porzingis, Dorian, Richardson, Kleba, Brunson, Hardaway Jr. And then you have Melly, who's played in eight of the 10 games. He's played 17 minutes a game. Boban has played just in two games. He's played 15 minutes a game in those two games. Uh, Dwight has appeared in all 10 games, but he only plays 14 minutes. Redick has only appeared in those in four games, 12 minutes. So is it like one of these guys that starts getting some more time, right? Is that a type of change that can happen? Let's say they did do that. Let's say they wanted, all right, we're going to add Melly or Boban or Dwight or or uh, I guess it's a top eight because Dwight has played in all the games. So we're going to add a guy or take Dwight out to this rotation. Who do you think it would be? For Dwight or in addition to Dwight even? I don't think Dwight Powell's leaving the rotation anytime soon. I don't think so either. I think he's played well lately. We know they love him and his energy has been very infectious to the team um so i think it's yeah i think it's more taking some people out like if if melly didn't play over the next couple of games like i wouldn't be shocked in that yeah uh yeah so adding well yeah adding i guess it would you would add him to the rotation a little bit because it seems like he's just been i mean he only played he appeared in the game but he only played one minute against the kings right it's not like yeah he's been in a rotation really uh Trey Burke is a guy that's kind of been in and out. He's sort of an option. Uh, we've talked about the rookies a lot, but I don't think that they're going to go down that route, and it would just be Josh Green at this point if he was going to go down that route, but I don't think that. Redick is the guy, right? Maybe to start him or yeah. even just to add him to the rotation a little bit more. Um, he's playing eight minutes a game. I want to look up exactly. It seems like he's been so up and down with his his minutes but in each game, but – He's the guy that they would add to the to the rotation. Yeah, he played 13 minutes, 14 minutes, 17, and four. Those those are the minutes in each game. Um, so adding him to the rotation a little more full time, and maybe it's an injury thing coming back. But I think that would be the change that he makes, either yeah. starting him or closing games with him or something like that. I agree. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's get to another question. This one's a little loaded, so we'll start it and then we'll uh, we'll come back to it. Mm. Which stretch was better? Curry right now is going on this insane, crazy stretch. Like I said, from the end of March till now, 40 points a game, six boards, four and a half assists, shooting 54, 50, 90. The, the Warriors are seven and four in this time. This Warriors team is not good. Not, no. not a good team. Wiseman's no. out. That actually makes them better. Uh, Draymond has not been the same. Clay's not there. It's him, Kelly Oubre. Wiggins. Uh, Wiggins, and that's it, right? Like, there's really not a lot else there. Or, I heard this on, and I know this is going to infuriate many of you, including Isaac across from me. You are wearing red, but I was on, oh, I was no. listening to Locked On Rockets, and I was in Why? their, I was in their, because it's my job, and I was in their locker room, and they were all up in arms. You were in the uh, locker room? Wow, I didn't the, know they were allowing reporters in there. They're, <laughs> we're on there every Thursday. Go check us out on Thursday on Locker Room. And they were the the Rockets fans and and the hosts were all up in arms about how Steph Curry was being treated as this NBA you know darling during this stretch when James Harden didn't even get the appreciation or the accolades or whatever 
when he was going through this crazy stretch. Listen to this stretch James Harden went through. From December 13th to January 23rd, 2018 to 2019. 43 points a game. This is is over a month. So like 40 days or something. 43 points a game, 8 boards, 8 assists a game. Shooting 44, 38, 89 from the free throw line. Do we know the free throw attempts differences between Steph and James? Vast. The Rockets were uh, 15 and 16 in that time. Uh, That was the Rockets team, if you remember, with the full complement. So it's Chris Paul, it's Clint Capella. It's P.J. Tucker. It's Eric Gordon. You know, that whole team that was was decent. I think that team went on to win like 53 games or so. Harden came in second in MVP that season. Which stretch is more impressive? Harden carrying that playoff team and kind of dragging them out of a, you know, a ditch that they shouldn't have been in the first place or, or Steph Curry right now doing what he's doing with this Warrior squad? I'll ask Isaac that. We'll talk all about that coming up. I was going to say, I don't, ha- I don't need time to think. So, <laughs> But before we do, let's talk about Built Bar. Guys, I got to tell you something. Nick and I both both placed an order today. We placed an order today. It was very important that we did. And it's important that you guys do because it's back. It's back, baby. It's back. I got one of my last ones back right here. The coconut brownie chunk bar is back. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. They're absolutely delicious. And the new and improved, hopefully not too much different than it was before because it was absolutely delicious but the coconut brownie chunk bar is absolutely great it's a good bar uh 150 calories 15 grams of protein only seven grams of sugar in a bar that tastes exactly like a candy bar they're absolutely delicious use the promo code locks 15 if you want to get some of these go get them right now like don't even wait right if you're on youtube right now go to an open up another tab and go get these right now if you've been thinking about it because they're gonna go fast uh, many locked on hosts have been asking for them. Uh, David Locke put it in all of our Twitter DM groups today, and then a bunch of hosts just flocked to it and started to make orders. Isaac and I have already made orders for this, so go check it out. BuiltBar.com. Use that promo code LOCKED15. Also want to tell you about BetOnline.ag. It's the one-stop shop to put down some money on sports. All kinds of games all the time. There are MLB games, NBA games, NFL games. You can also do little stuff. Like I noticed that Locked On Bets podcast did a bet where it was the first five innings of a game you can bet. Is this team going to win for the first five innings of a game? There's all kinds of stuff you can do with it. Uh, Bet the money line. Bet the run total. The over-under. All that kind of stuff. So go check it out. BetOnline.ag. Let's see if they have the Dallas Mavericks on here. We're going to open it, betonline.ag. If you can see it, if you're watching on YouTube, if you're not subscribed, they don't have the Mavericks game up here yet. They have the Jazz, an 11-point favorite over the Rockets right now for uh, for tomorrow. They have the Warriors, a two-point favorite over the Wizards. I'm going to call that one a, uh, a lock right there. I think the Warriors are going to beat the Wizards and Curry's going to go off because that team plays no defense. No. And, and so go check that out if you want to put down some money. Uh, bet online. Use the promo code Locked On. Get fifty percent welcome bonus to your first deposit. Bet online. Your online sportsbook experts. The Ultimate Mock Draft 2021, presented by Locked On and Audacity, is happening now, <laughs> featuring analysis from NFL experts Michael Irvin, Jason Lockenfora, Brian Baldinger, our local experts for every team, making trades and picking the new stars of their team. Search the Ultimate Mock Draft. It was trending 29th on Apple Podcasts today. On the new Odyssey app, wherever you get your podcast, Odyssey is the your audio home for all sports podcasts, music, and news that matter to you. Odyssey, A-U-D-A-C-Y. All right, Isaac Harris, I teed you up before the break. 
Who had a better stretch? James Harden back in 2018-2019 when he was averaging 43 for an entire month or Steph Curry in this last three weeks or so averaging 40 and shooting 50% from three? Yeah, uh, I think it's Steph, and I think it's Steph pretty clearly in this, mainly because of a couple different things. Uh, Steph's team is so much worse, and I mean, the supporting cast around Steph so so much worse than what James had in that stretch. Another thing is, you know, because of that supporting cast, Golden State's going against these teams to where they know that, hey, they just have to stop Steph. So you watch some of these Warriors games. I mean, they're doubling him coming across half court. But then Steph, because he's such an excellent guy who moves off the ball, then he's just running everywhere and then trying to get open. Then he gets the ball back, and then he's throwing up another three. And so his shot making is just insane. But another big difference between those two, I don't have James Harden's free throw attempts. I, I was mentioning that while I go to you. I don't have his free throw attempts per game in front of me. But right now, Steph is averaging six free throw attempts a game. <laughs> I'm going to assume uh, James Harden had a lot more than that. <laughs> uh, in that season, especially in that stretch. And so when we talk about thing, how why Rockets fans could be upset about that, it's because what's been one of, one of the biggest things people complain about James Harden? He gets these dumb foul calls and he flails. He does all that crap and to where he gets to the line, he gets all these free throws. And I know Steph has his moments. They all have, like all the stars have their moments, but Steph is averaging this while not taking a ton of free throws. Harden's free throw attempts per game in that stretch. Again, this is December 2018 to January 2019. Over, under 12 and a half. Over. 14.6 free throw attempts per game, and he hit 13 of them. 13 of his points. So uh, he's scoring 30 points off the free throw line. So still an incredible stretch, right? Like we're not trying to take too much away from him. But uh, if we're comparing the two incredible stretches, Harden's was longer too. Like it's 10 games longer at this point. Curry's not done also, so you can't really hold that against Curry. But yeah, absolutely incredible that that he's averaging – he averaged 14 and a half free throw attempts per game in that stretch. Curry's actually at 8.8. Free throw attempts in this stretch. I was going to say Curry only shot over 14 free throws in one game out of this entire stretch. Dang. Yeah, yeah it's just different. And I think it's that 50% from three that really just makes it incredible because there's something about when a guy gets hot and it's not as special or it doesn't seem as special. It doesn't seem as fun if somebody's just going to the free throw line over and over again. Like what's the most boring part of a basketball game is free throws, right? No one wants yeah. to sit there and especially with the Mavericks because you just get infuriated when they miss them down the stretch. But <laughs> Uh, yeah, I thought that was interesting. The Rockets fans are getting all up in arms about how guys are covered, and it's because James Harden goes to strip clubs, and I was like, whoa, 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 we're still talking about basketball here, right? Like, well, they, certain- don't, they don't have basketball to talk about, to talk about <laughs> right now. So, uh, All right, another, another NBA question for you. The news of, speaking of, James Harden, out indefinitely, or as Chris Haynes' first uh, typo tweeted, out definitely <laughs> – with a, a hamstring setback, James Harden might be, and and uh, Steve Nash said that they're back to square one with mm. James Harden. So this could take him all the way to the the start of the playoffs, and he could be hobbled or not this not right for the first round. Even are we sure the Nets are still a lock for the finals? What? Yeah, I mean, I would still put my money on them. Am I less confident for sure? But it's still, and I think that I've seen a lot of people trying to make the, the Clippers comp and all of that. And my, my only pushback on that is like two of these, <laughs> two of these stars for the Nets have won titles. And 
you know, Kawhi had before, obviously, but Paul George has and hadn't. And Pat Beverly hadn't, you know, some of these guys who kind of, you know, failed if we, you know, said that in the, in the playoffs and losing that three, one series and all of that, you know, so Kyrie and KD, they've been there, done that, won their ring and, you know, multiple rings for KD. So if they're fully healthy, KD is the one thing for me. If KD is fully healthy at playoff time and he has at least one of those guys with the, that supporting cast of Joe Harrison, I, I, I'm, I'm fine with that, but. Yeah, if KD's not healthy, I'm definitely questioning some things. I looked this up today because I was interested. Like you said, a lot of people were making the Clippers comparison. Uh, KD, Harden, and Kyrie have played seven games together this season, 186 minutes total. Last season, when everyone was talking about the Clippers and, oh, they don't have chemistry, they haven't played a lot together, Kawhi and Paul George played 37 games together. Now, it's only two Mm. players compared to three, which is different, a lot of variables there but 890 minutes. So if we're talking that Clippers team didn't have a lot of chemistry and didn't have enough reps together, like seven games, that's a a playoff series that they've played together, seven games. And those are non-consecutive games too. Absolutely crazy. Uh, So yeah, it's it's a good point to compare them to the Clippers. Uh, But it is different, right? You have two guys. and But you also have James Harden who is like – Paul George, in, in a sense that they yeah. have not been at their best in the in the playoffs, or not same level player in the playoffs or whatever. But I yeah, don't think not- they're cakewalking to you know to the finals. I mean, they're gonna have. It's just if those guys, if two of those guys are healthy, especially KD, it's hard for me to bet against that. The only other team that I would give a shot, you know, of beating them to the finals would be Philly. Yeah, that that's a Philly. Like, I think that there's a Bucks sense in there the bucks have i still their team is their team is is made better for the playoffs and i think some of their regular season stuff has been that they're just kind of trying stuff for the the playoffs uh here's another thing i wanted to uh to to bring up so we've been voting the last couple of months uh our locked on nba hosts and i so i send this poll out and this is how big the gap was the lakers were the favorite this is back february 17th the lakers were the like huge favor, double the next team. Clippers then next. Nets slightly below them, and I think David Locke's the only one that voted for the Jazz. There <laughs> gave yeah. him a, gave him a fourth place vote, uh, or gave him a first place vote back then in February. Then if you take that to April second, eighty three percent of our hosts voted the Nets would be most likely to win the title. So that overwhelming uh, came up, and then the Lakers were second, Clippers were third, a couple of them. Now if you look, we did this on Monday. And it's down to 45%. So half, so half of the hosts that voted for the Nets back uh, two weeks ago are not voting for them now. And I thought that I found that fascinating. Uh, the Lakers went up a little bit. Clippers went up a lot. So there's some there's some lock, lack of confidence in the Nets right now, which I think we would both agree with. Yeah, well, it just all has to do with health stuff. I mean, because we just seeing you know KD come back but now he's out with a thigh thing and you know the hardened stuff with the hamstring so yeah I think right now everybody's I don't think a lot of people's thoughts are about chemistry and them not playing together a ton I think everybody's just thoughts when they think about the Nets right now is oh, okay well are they even healthy will they be healthy come playoff time so that's the biggest question I mean, I'm thinking about chemistry, playoff-wise. I mean, they still – we have not seen enough of a sample size for me to know that in crunch time when the, when the game gets tight and they're not blowing guys out, blowing teams out by 15, 20 points, that they know where to go and that Steve Nash has had yep. enough court time with all these guys to figure that stuff out. Maybe they will, and they'll just figure it out, and it's basketball, and KD always likes to take a chill and you know say, oh, we got this, it's basketball, but maybe not. I don't know. 
They're a different team than the Clippers, but there's a lot of similarities there. And they're not as deep. Yeah, there's some similarities. I, I still think it's a it's a different class. It, it's similar in the you sense You said of, Kawhi Leonard was the best player in the NBA that year. For though. sure. Yeah. I'm not, I, I'm, That's I, a I class see the, right there. I see the similarities between Kawhi and KD. It's after that I don't see a ton yeah, because there is no Kyrie. Kyrie yeah. is... <laughs> Hit a massive shot in the finals. He hits yeah. these big. He's won the. There's a bunch. I like the net. I like. I mean, Joe Harris. I would take Joe Harris over anybody else the Clippers had outside of Kawhi and and Paul George. So I think they're supporting cast a little bit better in Brooklyn too. Yeah, like if we do that draft right, we draft from those two playoff teams. It probably goes KD or Durant or uh, KD or Kawhi one two, and then Harden, and then uh, Kyrie, and then Paul George probably, and then after that you're like. Uh, Joe Montrose Harris, Montrose Harrell, right? Like, no. <laughs> like how long until, like, how long until you get to another, you know, Clippers player? Yeah, uh, but do you tough. know when you add up Blake Griffin with DeAndre Jordan and their All Star appearances, and Marcus Aldridge is still listed on the roster? So exactly, his count All-Star those All Stars too. Count. This is a record. This is the most stacked team ever. <laughs> There you go. There's some burning questions. Let us know what you think in the comments about this. Again, rank the teams that you'd want the Mavs to face. Denver, Utah, the Suns, Clippers, and Lakers. Rank them as far as one being you'd, the Mavs would most want to play, five being they'd least want to play in the comments. Let us know on Twitter. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Mavs. Peace out. Boom. Boom.